Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so that you will always be notified about our new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, first off, I just want to say that if you have a mom that comes to your mind when you think of a faithful everyday mom, or maybe you would be willing to share your own story of something that the Lord is teaching you in motherhood, would you please do me a favor and send me an email or you can message me on social media. I would love to hear from you because you might want to come on an interview and that would be so much fun to have a new guest, a new friend, or you might have somebody that you want to recommend and you can just shoot me their contact information. But all of that, my email and my social media links will be in the show notes, or you can go to faithful31moms.com to find that. Now, drum roll, please. Who is our first everyday mom interview going to be with today as we start the new year? I want you to meet Jana Jarvis. Welcome, Jana. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you. I am so glad to be here with you. Jana has been married to Mike for 18 years. They have five kids and five grandkids and counting because she said she wants to have some more. Right? Of course. And Jana is from a blended family. Maybe that's something that some of you can identify with listening. So, Jana, will you tell us a little bit more about your family? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, First of all, uh, I had been married before um, to a wonderful man, but he uh, passed away from cancer uh, when we were both in our early 30s. And so he and I did have three children um, at the time. They were five, three, and 18 months when he passed away. But at the exact same time I was going through um, all of that with him, Mike Uh, was actually going through a pretty bad divorce at the time, and he did have one son. And so God brought us together in a remarkable way, which is a whole different story. But uh, we did have four children between the two of us, and for me, that just wasn't enough. I wanted one more. So together, God blessed us with our youngest uh, son. So we have three boys and two girls who so far have blessed us, as she said, with five beautiful grandchildren. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. And I can personally tell you, um, I know Mike and Jana well, and they have a beautiful marriage. You'll put the Lord first. I feel like I learn more from y'all each time I hear y'all speaking together and apart. And um, I know that she has a lot to share with us. She has five kids, so she's got some things to share. They're all almost adults, right? You have one left at the house. Right. One's a senior in high school. Yes. So... To get started, like I always like to ask, it's a great icebreaker. Um, Jana, how do you have your quiet time? What a question. As a mom, that has changed through the years so much. I will say the biggest thing I have tried to do through the years um, in keeping a consistent quiet time is to not worry about the time of day. I used to think it had to be in the mornings, and it's great if it can be, but you have five kids, you grab it when you can take it. (laughs) So um, even now, I still (laughs) struggle finding a certain time. But the thing I have kept consistent is I like to do my quiet time at the kitchen table where the kids would always see me having a quiet time. I wanted them to understand how important it was um, for me that I uh, wanted that time every day with the Lord and hopefully that I would set an example for them. And so 
they did pretty good through the years. I tried to make a rule. If you saw mom at the table with her Bible open, you didn't interrupt unless it was an emergency. Gotcha. But yeah. it's a consistent place for it you. It is a consistent place. Even My time not may the not time. be yeah, gotcha. but the place is. Okay. So what is something, this is a great question, that you wish older women would have told you as a young mom? Going back, you wish you would have been told this. Well, there are a million answers I could give, but we had talked some before, and I will say the main thing that comes to mind, my husband and I say it all the time, and I'm also going to say I talked to a friend from high school last week. We have not talked in forever, and it was one of the first things she said without me even saying it. So here it goes. No one warned us about the adult years, the young adult years. You're always so worried about teenage years. I used to pray the rapture would come before my kids hit teenage years because I was so worried about making it through that. And we had four teenagers at once. And I have to say, those really weren't that bad of a time. Our kids did not give us a whole lot of trouble. Um, They were great, but young adult years have been a whole different story. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, And you homeschooled them, right? I have, yes. I homeschooled all the kids from kindergarten through for my son that I gained through marriage. He was second grade when we married, and so I started homeschooling him at that time and went through. So I will say that as a homeschool mom, I had really prayed hard and had always just had the idea in my head that if I could just teach my kids right everything they needed to know, I guess, if I could just lay that firm foundation in their life, that as they got older, they would not wander from that. I just had this preconceived notion that I could keep them from being hurt. And that was my biggest thing. I had watched so many friends and family get older and make unwise choices that they later regretted. And I wanted to keep that from happening to my children. And unfortunately, as they get older, they, you know, make their own choices. And that's how it should be. You know, they grow up, they get out from the home, and they started making choices. But as they started dating, and then you start really realizing who they might marry, you know, your your prayer life gets stronger than you ever thought it would. (laughs) And I had always prayed for their spouses, but much more so as that happened. And as they start making just life choices, you know, it may not be what I wanted. And I had to learn to let them sometimes make mistakes and grow. And then my oldest daughter hit a hard time. She started having marriage issues, and we had tried to talk her through that and counsel them through that. And to make a long story short, her husband did choose to leave her. And she had one, she has a son. So she was a single mom, 600 miles away from home, and took all that and turned it into anger anger and a lot of rebellion. And I faced probably the hardest part of being a mom. I think I have ever faced in all the years, the 27 years I've been a mom. Um, I wanted to ground her so many times and tell her to come home. And you can't do that to adult children. It doesn't work. So, um, So I had to learn how to parent as Uh, the the adult children. And that was a hard transition because you're so used to telling them, do this, do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And all of a sudden, that was no longer in my realm. It wasn't my place to do anymore. Um, They were out from under my home. They were under God's authority at this point, no longer mine. And it was a very hard 
transition, I have to admit, with all of our adult children, but especially with her at times. And my younger daughter was the one who really, she is, she's very wise. And she even reminded my older daughter one time, she goes, look, this is mom's first tried all this too. You know, there's, as y'all all know, no instruction booklets with children. And so your older children are such the guinea pigs, bless their hearts. And so <laughs> um, I was thankful, though, for my daughter, even to remind me of that and her, you know, it is. It was a learning process for all of us to learn how to navigate this time of life. It made it very difficult. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, that has to be hard. And I will echo that I dread the teenage years. And so when you said that, I was thinking, well, great. Those aren't the worst. Then what's to come? So I appreciate any wisdom that you can relay to us about that. But I'll reverse the question and ask you now as a mom that has had some experience launching her kids. You're wiser. You have adult children. You have some grandchildren. And um, you're able to share wisdom about that. But specifically, pertaining to the phrase that you said about how you laid a firm foundation with them all. I did. I don't homeschool my kids. Um, that's not something that we decided to do. But I do very much relate to that phrase, like we are trying to lay that firm foundation in our two sons, and they're in elementary school. And we're getting into some of those more crucial years with my older one about that. And so I think that it's a subject of however people choose to school their kids that many moms kind of struggle with, you know, as far as like, how much do I need to be at the church? How much can I do at home? Like lay in that spiritual foundation in your kids and how much do you keep them from? How much do you let them do? There's just so many questions, I think. And I know that you're still really experimenting with that with like adult children. But since you've lived where I'm at now um, and you have those five kids, I was wondering if you would share with us a little bit more about your own experience of things that you and Mike chose to do to lay that spiritual foundation with like in your kids when they were younger? Sure, of course. Um, One of the biggest things, um, of course, in homeschooling, I was able to teach them Bible. And uh, we always were worked hard at memory verses. That was very important because I um, firmly believe the verse from Isaiah where God says, you know, my words uh, will not return void or empty. And I thought if nothing else, if I could get it ingrained in their heads, even if they strayed some, that would still be there for them to remember. Um, So we worked hard at that. We were fairly protective parents. There was some, you know, we didn't watch all the Disney shows or some things. You know, I was a little more picky than some on some things um, and what we allowed them to listen to, especially as they were younger. As they hit teenage years, I did let up a little bit. But I just tried to always encourage them to make their choices based on, is it honoring to the Lord or glorifying the Lord? And um, one thing I will say I wish I had done that I did not do was to take the time to help them think through things they might be faced with as they got out more into the world. Um, I probably kept them maybe more sheltered than I should, I think, at times. Their friends were all church friends and homeschool friends, and I did not really prepare them for how to handle things that would come their way when people might question their faith or 
make fun of them as they got out in college for standing firm on the Lord or not wanting to drink, um, whatever the case may be, I don't think I really prepared them well enough to handle what would come their way. And if I could change anything, I think it would be that. I've done better with my younger son since I have had the older ones now and saw um, kind of what has happened as they've gotten out and about. And so I try to keep communication open. I've always told my kids, now this I have done with all of them. I wanted them to always feel free to come to me at any time uh, without worrying that they would get in trouble or judged. I wanted to keep open communication. And I believe the Lord helped us do that very well um, to answer questions. My youngest son is probably full of questions more than anyone ever. And um, I love that he loves to, I guess debate is the word, (laughs) uh, other people and even other ideas. He's always looking and searching for answers. And so I'm thankful that he has that in him. And I wish I had just encouraged that more in my other children. I will say that. And I do want to say to moms yourself, you cannot... Let the decisions your children make bother you too much, reflect who you are. I went through a lot of guilt thinking, where did I go wrong? I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. And, you know, they're still their own people. They're individuals and they're going to make their choices. And sometimes they have to make mistakes, but it's how God will grow them and bring them back. And I've watched this with my oldest daughter. Um, We went through very few rough years with her and bless her heart. She knows and she knows I'm sharing this. (laughs) Um, She went through a lot of anger and she was very angry at God. And she said things I'd never dreamed I would hear a child of mine say. And it broke my heart for her. And I'll be honest, there was a little pride in me thinking, wow, this makes me look bad. Look at what she's doing. (laughs) And I had to come to terms with that myself. And um, realize, you know, no one's perfect. And uh, we did the best we could. And we've tried to show show her the right way. All right, Jana. So I have another question for you. I have shared with you and we've talked about how I struggle. um, I mirror your struggle. I'm kind of in the middle of it about how much to um, be open and honest with my boys. I don't want them to think just like you're saying that, you know, they have to do these things because mom and dad told them to. It's like our way or the highway with their faith, you know. And at our house, I've realized we can have that open and honest communication, but I don't, my oldest one especially, he feels like I have to say sorry if I have a question, you know, about something that he's not sure is okay. And so I've had to really tell him, like, I want you, just like you said, I want you to feel like you can come and talk to me and have open communication Um, like you were sharing that you um, wish you would have done and that you were doing with your younger son a lot. And I told my husband recently, Christianity is very much, as we were growing up through the 90s, it was in the South at least here, it was a lot more of the rule and not the exception. And it's, it's very much so switching to where it is the exception and not the rule anymore. And I want to make sure that that they know that they're going to have friends that have gay parents with two dads or two moms, and they're going to have college professors that try to tell them that creation didn't happen the way the Bible said it did. It happened in some other crazy kind of way. And I know that they're going to be faced with those things, and I want them to ask 
the questions while they're still in our home so that when they get to those young adult years, like you were saying, they are able to like stand on their own two feet, even if they fall down sometimes and defend their faith, live live their faith out. And so realizing all of that and knowing that the devil is very crafty and he's he likes to trick us and hold us back and all those things, um, I think that I can ask for all Christian moms that are listening, you know, what would your advice for us be about this? Like how much do you um, open up communication? What would you recommend as far as in laying that spiritual foundation? It is getting to be a darker and darker world. So, you know, how much do we give in on? How much do we share? How much do we keep very strict or sheltered? You know what I'm trying to say? So what's your advice on that? These are such hard questions, and I'm not sure there's a set-in-stone answer, but... um, I think you can't ever give too much of the Lord to them. It just, it's not possible, I don't think. So I still would encourage to teach as much as you can, like I said, especially the Word. That's just so important means to have His Word us ingrained in us all. I mean, that's all something we should all strive for um, because if we know the truth, we know His Word, it helps us with those other things. But also, one thing I guess I wish, uh, after hearing my adult children speak, and I don't know really that I have the best answer, is for them to understand that it is a relationship that I want them to desire. And that's where I think prayer as a parent is so important, to pray that God will put that desire in our children, um, to want that relationship and to want to seek Him out. I used to try to force quiet times on my children. And looking back, I wonder sometimes if that was—I meant it. I had good intention, and sometimes I wonder, though, if that was always really the best thing. Should I force it or should I have let God lead them to that, you know, mm-hmm. that is one thing. And that's why I tried to have my quiet time where they could see me. I want them to see the joy of it, not that it's a chore, but something that should be enjoyable. But I don't think I prayed enough for God to give them that. I thought I could force it on them. And so as moms, you know, I think we all battle with control to some degree. <laughs> I know I yes. do. Um, and it's done out of love. You want the best for your children and you want things to go smooth for them. They don't always see it that way. I have learned so much more about praying I wish I had known when I was younger and learning to pray through these things and asking God to guide them because my mom used to always tell me, you can't be someone else's Holy Spirit. And as moms, I think we try to do that sometimes. Um, so, Very true. <laughs> so guide your children in the right way. Allow them to ask questions. I think we had said this earlier, you know, let them know it's their faith, that we're not saying you have to believe this, you must do this, you must do that. Let them ask questions, let it become their faith, because then it's the only way it's really going to be real to them is if they are understanding it and growing as God's leading them. Know they're going to make mistakes. We all do. We, I mean... I still make mistakes more than I wish. And be lenient, you know, be lenient with them and yourself and know we're going to mess up as parents. It's going to happen. We're not perfect. And so when those times come, apologize to your kids. You know, there's times I've had to go back and say, look, mom really wasn't right on this. So apologize to them. Let them know that you're human. You're real, that you mess up. They need to know that. Um, I don't think them thinking we're perfect, though, when they get teenagers. They don't think that anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but to be open with them, you yeah. know, 
Well, know? they definitely, at this age, I have elementary, they do think that, and I think it shocks Jake and James sometimes when I'm saying, Mom was wrong, I'm sorry, you know, but it is important. You're totally right. And, um, yeah, I really love what you said about not being somebody else's Holy Spirit. That's so true. I've never thought about that. And just amping up the prayer because it sounds like we're going to need to get really good at that by the time they're young adults. So we might as well start practicing now. Um, So I really like that advice. And, Jana, this has been really helpful, but I do have one more question for you. Um, After all the insight and wisdom that you've given to us, is there anything else that you would leave with us just that you can think of that maybe the Lord has laid on your heart to share, just a piece of advice, what would it be? Sure. I have got one main verse that most people may be familiar with, but it is Matthew 6, 33. It says, Seek you first the kingdom of God. So in other words, keep your eye on him and look to abide in him. Uh, that's I love John 15, where it talks about abiding. And so if we are working hard on our relationship with the Lord, constantly seeking him out and looking to grow as Christians ourselves, then Matthew 6, 33 says, then all these things will be added to you. And I look at that as when you make Christ the the priority in your life, then your marriage, your parenting, all that falls into place with much more ease then when we struggle and fight so much against all those things. So God can give you that love that you need for your husband, your children, the patience, wisdom, guidance. He'll provide us with all those things when we just allow him to do so and we keep him the focus. And I also have to share real quick Psalm 1914. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So watch your words um, with husbands and with children, because once it's out there, there's no taking it back. And I can remember times one time I was yelling at one of my children and the look on their face just broke me when I saw how much I was hurting them. And it just broke me. I just broke down crying in the middle of being angry and had to apologize and have asked God to really help me with my words and to watch what I would say. And I am so thankful to say through the years he has honored that and I appreciate it. One last thing okay. is, <laughs> and I will be quiet, is um, a beautiful definition of love that I found in a book called A Wife of Noble Character. And she gives this definition. Love is giving of myself to meet others others' needs, whether they deserve it or not, and expecting nothing in return. Y'all, I believe that is learning to love like Christ. And as the moms, we kind of set the tone for our house. So when we are actively, sacrificially looking to love our husbands and our children, they see that and it will begin to affect them. It does, and it gives them something to strive for in life. Even my oldest daughter, who has been through things, she's had this hashtag she's put on stuff since she was in high school called Great Expectations, and it's things her father has done for me or she has seen us as a mom and dad do that she wants in her life. And so I think that's great for us to lay that for our kids where they can see that and strive, you know, to have a good role model as they are older one day too. So Yeah. Loving, expecting nothing in return. That is a really, really good definition of motherhood. Yes. <laughs> and so um, that is what she can definitely leave us with today. But thank you for sharing those scriptures and that word with us. It's really 
cool that you ended that way because starting next month for the next nine months of this year, I'm going to be covering one fruit of the Spirit a month as it pertains to being a Proverbs 31 woman like we talked about Uh, just a couple weeks ago. In verses 29 and 30, it says, Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It's not so much what you do or what the Proverbs 31 woman did, like we've talked about. It's who she was doing them for, who is on the inside coming out, and that's the Lord, right? And so because of that, she's going to show fruit. And just like we've talked to Jana, we've talked to her today about lots of fruit, one of them being love, loving with expecting nothing in return. So next month, we're actually going to be covering love. And um, so you should join us back for that as we dive into more of some of the things that um, Jana just shared with us. Pastor Adrian Rogers said, the fruit of the Spirit love is a biblical love. It is not based and feeling, but it is an action. So that's very similar to what you were saying. And that's quoted from one of my favorite Bible studies from my hosting ministry, Love Worth Finding. And it's called Walking in the Spirit, and it's all about the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm going to be using that as a reference over the next couple of months. So if you'd like to pick up a copy of that, we have a discount code, and there's a link to purchase it if you would like to follow along, and that will be in the show notes. Thanks again for joining me today, Jana. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening. Please be sure to click the subscribe button today so that you can know every time a new episode comes out. You can also follow me at Faithful31Moms on Instagram to catch all of the latest. Thanks again and have a blessed day.